Welcome in, college football fans. Marty Jenkins here alongside my man Alvin Reed, College Football Connection. Looking at the computer here, we on to week seven, Alvin, but let's uh, hit the reverse real quick, talk about week six. We were talking before we hopped on air. I mean, in Lawrence, the scene was set. You got to make those two calls at the end. Like you said, though, that's not a guarantee you're going to score seven, but you're sitting at almost, you know, first and goal from, you know, the 10 or whatever. You can't miss that, um, the horse collar and the holding call. And Kansas, you know, w- was on the negative end of that. And that's the game. Yep. Well, you lose your starting quarterback, uh, so called Heisman, you know, candidate, uh, Jalen Daniels in the second quarter. Jason Bean, who was a starter for most of last year, comes on, plays pretty well, but misses a wide open guy. On the on the you know penultimate drive at the end of the game, yep, in the flat. Mm-hmm. Then you have two calls that go against you. But you know TCU was a deserved winner. They deserve to move on to six and zero. You know, so where do we go from here, KU? Because <laughs> we go to Norman, right? And 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 those that make these odds basically say that we aren't as good as Oklahoma, not close. So you can't worry about TCU anymore. You got to take care of your business down in Norman, Oklahoma. Opened at 7. It's at 9. Sooners quarterback does return. Uh, like you mentioned, Daniels, I don't know, with the shoulder, he probably won't be back for a couple weeks, would you say? Um, it's it's already been kind of reported by that he won't play again this year. Oh. We'll see. Right. And that was first reported by a guy who worked for the large journal world for about a year and has moved on already. So uh-huh. I, we, who knows what that's about. He's not playing this week. Um, right. So you got Bean. Um, and then you take a look at this Oklahoma team that <laughs> last weekend, you know, they had the backup quarterbacks. Still, you can't be losing, you know, 56 and nothing, you know, against Texas. That's just – that's laughable. And does the quarterback play defense? And Right. Could, couldn't you score a touchdown with your third or your fourth string mm-hmm. quarterback? One would think. Right. But we'll see. So it opened at seven. It's at nine, uh, 64 and a half down to 62 and a half. Talked about Bean's going to be in there. Sooners have a horrible rush defense. Um, I think Devin Neal's going to have a big game. Um, oh, the big storyline Dylan Gabriel is back. That would explain the point spread, uh, why Oklahoma's favored by so many. Um, I'm not messing with the spread in this one, Alvin. Um, I am going to take the over in this one, though, because I think both teams are going to be able to score at will. And I think we're going to have. A lot of points in this one. Like, the winner's going to be in the 40s, I believe. So, I'm just going with the over in this game. All right. I am, too, going with the over. I'm going to go over the 62-5. If I wasn't uh, convinced of that before last night, if Baylor and West Virginia looked like old school uh, Big 12 football. So, I think mm-hmm. maybe we're offenses are starting to actually fall into, you know, that Big 12 formula. Yep. And, look, I'm going to take the nine points, not out of sentimentality, but just like, that's declaring to me that TCU isn't a very good football team. TCU beat Oklahoma, okay, yep. and, and beat them good. Now, never mind what Texas did to Oklahoma. TCU beat Oklahoma and, and, and beat them good. Yep. We played TCU a very tough football game mm-hmm. and lost. I, I just don't see the, the nine-point spread. I'm not saying KU will win, but, I, but KU will come within nine points. So I'm taking my nine points, and I, too, am playing the over. And they're saying down in Norman that Venables really needs this game. You go 0-4. Well, (laughs) you – all right, let's say, let's say KU beats them. Yep. Not 49 to nothing, but turns around and not – you know, if you're you're supposed to lose by 9 and you win by 7, that's a 16-point turnaround. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, I now with Venable, it's, it's not his team yet. It will be, but right now it's not. And so I think that that's one of those things that you know, maybe you got some guys that aren't used to, you know, getting talked to the way they are. And there's some guys that have been threatened with the bench that never thought in a million years at Oklahoma they would ever sit on the bench. So maybe they're having some growing pains. Uh-huh. Maybe they didn't know how to respond when Texas just was flat out beaten. Right. So let's run the ball, KU, and let's control the clock, KU, and let's make them make plays, but also make them think and make them put pressure on themselves. Just don't go down 14, 17, nothing. Just keep playing. And you can't imagine, and I've been to Norman a bunch, but, you know, it's a tough place to play, but I don't think the crowd's going to be that big of a factor with the start they've gotten off to this no, year. Right, I, I agree with you. And you and can I take them out of the game well, early. Also, by by – by plastering Oklahoma as a nine-point favorite, that makes it just another Oklahoma KU game. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think people are going to show up with any fervor to beat <laughs> Kansas because they they're under the impression that Kansas is still no good. You're right. All right, well we'll see. Hey, Kansas goes there and win, Alvin. I'm looking at the schedule, and they still got a tough schedule. Oh, if, we have a very tough schedule. But like, if they keep winning, you know, uh, you know, eleven and one, that, that's a lot. But they have a lot of ranked teams ahead of them. They play Oklahoma State. They play Texas. They play Kansas State. You know, you win those games, you know, and that's a long way to go. You're still a top ten team. You're if you win, uh, yeah. If you if you won. If KU were to win 10 games, I think they finish in the top 15 easily. So I guess what I'm getting at is last weekend's loss was tough, but it's not the end-all, be-all by oh, any no, means. No. Now, now all, all, all last week meant really was that you were bowl eligible, mm-hmm. which we still are not. We still have to find another win out there to, to, to climb that mountain. And that's a mountain that was insurmountable at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. You get laughed at. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, now, and now you're the biggest story in the country. Yeah, right. Um, all right, so let's turn the page here. Uh, biggest weekend of the year, um, and let's just get let's get right to it. You know, number three tied at number six vols. Bama favored by seven, 65 and a half over under. Bryce Young questionable with a shoulder, um, with a shoulder injury, and Alvin Tennessee ain't ready for the spotlight. They're getting there. They're not ready yet though. I tend to I agree with you, man. And this might be all right. And now, this atmosphere, sorry to interrupt, it's going to be lit. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but now Alabama has got to live up to the to, to the Alabama reputation. Mm-hmm. I mean, 230, Knoxville. Neyland, place is going to be insanity. 15,000 people jammed up in there. Mm-hmm. Apparently 50,000 more between on the river there and all around the stadium. Wow. Where, where it's loud enough that. There, you could actually hear them outdoors. <laughs> you know, like you ever been there? I have not. I've been in Knoxville. I've seen it. I've never been to a game. Right, me either. But you agree with me? They're not ready. They're not ready for this no, moment. No, no. I don't think. I think. I think Alabama kind of does to them what they did two weeks ago. Now, how Alabama ended up winning a close game with Texas A&M last week, I don't know. I, don't, I you know, I did I, you I, see that play call from no, Texas? Oh A&M? my lord! You do everything right, and then you call that play. Johnny Manziel jumped on Twitter, and, and I agree with him, and I don't like the guy, but that's just – you practice those all year, and that's just an absolutely embarrassing play call. Well, I have always been one. Just – it is a mistake to run any play where the ball does not go to the end zone, and that's the last play of the game. <laughs> right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then you're going to the, the corner of the end zone. You're not even in the end but zone. He, and you, he, wasn't, he wouldn't have scored if he caught it. I know. <laughs> I, oh, man, that's bad, dude. And that's yeah. on the coaching. 
Yeah, right. Now you they you may have said they did something different, and we we expected him to be just wide open mm-hmm. out there in the flat. But I don't after you all that, you got to run some kind of play that gives you some kind of a the ball is going to the end zone, and b if there's a rush, you know you're gonna have quarterback, you're gonna have to make a play. Yeah. Just embarrassing play call. You just wonder what these coaches who've been doing this their whole lives are well, thinking. Well, you know, that whole tendencies and, and analytics and all that nonsense sometimes just gets in the way of we got to throw the ball in the end zone, everybody. Yeah. Basics. Right. I mean, <laughs> Alabama's got good players. They If if you catch the ball at the two-yard line, you're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. So we got to throw the ball in the end zone. All but right. No, so Alabama he- covers that seven. I think it's going to be under 65-5. You and I, both, All those right. two. Because, you know, even with Bryce Young being questionable with the shoulder, even without him, that Tennessee secondary, and that's the key in this game, it's very shaky. And I love the Bama defense. I am also rolling with Bama and the under in this contest. That is a two two thirty game, you said, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, another huge one. Um Number 10, Penn State, kind of a quiet undefeated sitting at their number 10 in the country. They go to Ann Arbor, and you talk about uh, the Tide having some close contests this year. Michigan's also had some close contests. I don't trust that Michigan uh, offensive line or their passing game, for the for that matter. Um, Penn State getting seven at the big house, over under 15 and a half. Uh, defensive coordinator Manny Diaz, he's going to have that Penn State. They're going to get to the quarterback. They're going to force t- turnovers, have a great game plan. I don't know if you're going to ride with me in this one, um, but I do like Penn State. Give me seven, and I'm also going to go with the under in this one, low-scoring affair. Penn State and the under. Okay. Um, I'm not going to play the points on this one. I looked both. You know, I've been up and down on that one. Mm-hmm. Kind of I've been back and forth on it. Quite frankly, I think this I, I think this is going to end up a push. Okay. I think I it's going to be that. a seven-point difference. Mm-hmm. And as a so, – so I will – I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Penn State and I'm gonna take those seven points, but basically I'm almost saying that I could take pick Michigan and give the seven points because I really think it's gonna be a seven point game, but I yep. but but I think Penn State I'm I'm gonna take Penn State because okay. just because Michigan's non conference schedule is non existent and they haven't really looked that dominant yet no, I played. will say that this was right about the time of year last year where Michigan began looking like a team that could made the college football playoff right they weren't squeaking by anymore mm-hmm. you know they were starting to to really beat teams yeah you mentioned that non-conference they played like hawaii i think and and, and, and colorado and State, direction wait colorado or was it colorado colorado state yeah who's horrible horrible connecticut I mean, or something right they, they, they <laughs> just terrible all right so you're just sticking with penn state there you're gonna take that seven yes all right um Let's go local. Another one of the big storylines this year. The Illini are number 24 in the country. How about that? Yes. How about that? And the Gophers come to town. It's homecoming. You know, uh, the Illini ranked for the first time in 11 years. This one's moved a lot. And that's probably because Illinois' quarterback, Tommy DeVito, he left last game, last week's game with an injury. His status up in the air. But we started at three and a half. Now it's six and a half. The Gophers are favored by six and a half. They can score points. Got a good quarterback with Morgan. Running back Ibrahim is a stud. I think even with DeVito out, I think we're going to see points in this game because that Minnesota defense in the secondary is a little suspect. I think we're going to see the over in this game. 
And I really like the Gophers to go there and win because the Gophers are a really good team. So I want the Illini to win, but give me the over and the Gophers. All right. Well, we're we're all right. We're going to bump heads on this one. Oh, because I'm going to take my six five. I'm going to take Illinois, but I'm also gonna, I'm going to take the under. Okay. I think Illinois as pathetic <laughs> as Iowa's off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you still have to run and tackle people, <laughs> and it's hard Man. to have. It's hard to hold a college football team to to two field goals. Dude, what is going on in Iowa City? Man? I have no idea. I you I don't see how you're that. Heads bad. are going to roll soon. I think. I, I don't know what you do. I mean, do you fire the offensive coordinator? You do. Obviously, you do. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I think they're going to fire the France. Uh, I guess they, you know, like I, no, I he'll I'll, leave there whenever he wants. Right, but. There's no way you should be that pathetic on offense. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, if you start over from scratch, literally, if you just hired, uh, you know, two guys, an uh, uh, offensive coordinator and a running back coach from some D2 school. You still score more points. You, you would score more points than that. And you're like, all right, here's your players. <clears throat> what you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I I could get a 17, 20 points a game. Yeah. 7 <laughs> 3, South Dakota. 10 7, Iowa State. 9 uh, 6, the Illini. That's bad, man. That's bad. And you could have, and I don't think, I have no idea if you know if Iowa's defense is any good. Because I don't think people come in there taking big time crazy shots at, at Iowa because they said, like, Iowa can't score. Right. So why are we going to turn the ball over? Yeah, Michigan was conservative. They went there and won 27-14. Yeah, like, why are we why are we going to do some crazy stuff and turn the ball over? Why are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot, right. you know? <laughs> We're out there playing the little giants on offense. Yeah, just, right. If we don't get a first down, punt. Mm-hmm. What they going to do? Right. All right, talk about another surprising team, you know, they're under the radar, but they're sitting there at number eight in the country, Oklahoma State, undefeated. Yes. They go to TCU. TCU favored by four. That line has moved a lot, too. It opened at one and a half. TCU's favored by four. Oklahoma State, a quiet 5-0. and oh. They had a nice win on the road at Waco. They've won all their games by double digits. Uh, best pass rush in the Big 12. But on the contrary, and you got a chance to see him last weekend, mm-hmm. TCU's quarterback's damn good, Max Dugan. I really like him. Um... They can score a lot of points. This over-under is at 68.5, but I think the key in this one is Oklahoma State's run defense. I really think, Alvin, that this could be something, you know, if they haven't turned heads yet at number eight in the country, I think Oklahoma State goes to TCU, and not only I'm taking the four, I think they win outright, and I think their defense will stop TCU. I'm taking Oklahoma State and the under, Alvin. Okay. I'm taking TCU. I'm giving the four, and I'm taking the over. I think we go old school end up going old school um big 12 i also can't i man teams put some points up on oklahoma state mm-hmm. they and maybe it's you know you play down to your competition and your non-conference schedule right but people score points on oklahoma state mm-hmm. now oklahoma state could probably look at the ku game and say like all right once the initial you know thunder rubbed off KU was, you know, kind of hung in there with TCU's offense. Right. So Oklahoma State is probably thinking, like, we can may- not, maybe not completely shut down, but we can hold them. Right. And those two drives they got for touchdowns that gave them the lead yeah. in the second half, maybe Oklahoma State is thinking, well, we're going to score one more touchdown than KU did, and we're going to give up one less touchdown than KU did, which means we would win the game maybe from 7 to 14 points. That being said, 
I think TCU stands up and shows the country that they are a pretty good football team. And Oklahoma State stumbles every year before they get to that big game, you know, with Oklahoma or that Big 12 championship game. They find a way to lose to somebody they probably shouldn't have lost. Right. And I think that'll be TCU this year. I think we find ourselves in a situation here. I'm just predicting this, you know, a few weeks down the road here. I think one of these two teams is still going to be undefeated, and there's going to be people saying that they deserve a Final Four spot. I think so, too. I, I, I agree with you. And I think that's a question that, that's warranted, you know, because I, you take a look at the other teams. and <laughs> I think if you run the table in the Big 12, I think you deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm sorry. Alabama, Clemson, they've won games. Well, but they've been like, looked shaky. Yeah, like what? They're more deserving? I, I can't see it. Well, that'll nice transition. That leads us into Clemson, and they've looked shaky on a number of occasions this year. And this line has moved a lot. Seven and a half down to three and a half. Clemson is favored at FSU. So that's moved four points. Um, everybody betting against Clemson. But that rush defense is great. I think Clemson here, they're going to have, and you look at their quarterback, DJ, I think he has a big game because the FSU pass defense has been good, but it hasn't been able to force turnovers. I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game, and I think Clemson, kind of a prove-it game because this is a tough contest. That atmosphere is going to be pretty lit too. But I think Clemson goes to Tallahassee, Alvin, and I think they cover that three-and-a-half. And I think the over hits, too. We agree on those, both of them. Both of them? Yes, yes, we do. Okay. I'm, I'm taking Clemson. I'm giving the three and a half. And uh, I think it's over 51. Yeah. And I think Clemson could win that game by two touchdowns. I agree with that. I don't think Florida State's quite there yet. They're not as bad as they were. And I'm, you know, I'm not a fire the coach guy and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. No, they're a solid team. They're a solid team. I just think I really like Clemson in this one. I'm taking a look. I'm going back. To, I wanted to see Florida State. So they're 2-2 two and two in the conference. Oh, yeah, that, that was it. LSU, you know, the opening right. week of the season, 24-23. LSU, I mean, they got stomped last weekend. Yeah, wait. And everybody was thinking, like, me included. Yeah. Remember, I said LSU takes care of their business. Yeah, man. I said that, too. Man, that game <laughs> in the first quarter, they got that ass kicked, man. It was, <laughs> it like, was over. Right? When you saw the score of that game, like – Whoops, I'm going to get this one wrong. You know, I, I don't know. Brian Kelly, you know, he was talking about that team like they had already arrived going into that game. And he got reminded they haven't arrived. Yeah, he got, yeah. They got beat from the from the coin toss to the final gun. Mm-hmm. That sucker was over in a hurry. It was. All right, what time does this game start? Let me check here right quick. Gosh, this is definitely the best weekend of the year. And let me see this USC game. What time does this get underway? All right, 7 o'clock, Fox. USC, number seven in the country. A surprising number seven in the country. Because people, you know, heading into the year, they liked what Lincoln Riley had. But I don't think anybody thought they were going to be undefeated at this point at number seven. No. I think the team they thought people thought were going to be undefeated at this point is a team they're playing. Number 20, Utah. Right. And Utah has been in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think that's kind of what happened to them last week. Mm-hmm. They and, uh, you know, how good is UCLA to be beating Utah like that? I don't know. How what, what, what happened to Utah, you know, the first week of the season? I don't know. 
but I like them over USC only because like I'm not I'm not buying any USC yet. You and do if you like had, you you do like Utah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I got, I like Utah. I'm gonna give that you know take give that three and a half to USC because I now now this is where this is kind of like USC, Penn State, uh, Oklahoma State, Tennessee. All right, this is you got to prove it game now. Okay. Uh huh. USC. You know, you you beat them on Saturday night on the road. Yep. Then maybe you are something. Because, you know, Utah's desperate. Utah looking desperate. At this, uh, de- Utah's looking at their third loss. If there's going to be a team this year with two losses mm-hmm. that can get into the top four, which I don't think. I, I think that's think completely so. out of the question, right. I think. But if there's going to be that, this is their last chance right here. Absolutely. I think this year we could be looking at at the Final Four album. I don't know if there's going to be a one-loss team in there. I, it, it may look the usual suspects. All may end up there, and then the whole then they'll they'll just be like, listen, let's go to the twelve, or we're not watching next year. <laughs> I I'd be like, this this is ridiculous mm-hmm. because none of these teams prove that they're that much better than all these other teams. It just so happen they won all their games, right? All right, so you're going. I'm taking the USC in the under, but you like Utah. Do you have a feel on the over under? I'm, I'm going to go under 65. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, by the way, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to update those totals last. Okay, so you and I last weekend, mm-hmm. we both went seven and six. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings our overall. I texted you this earlier. Yeah, you did. I don't. Think- okay, so you are a scorching 35 and 18. And I am 36 and 20. So, good luck to everybody this weekend. Let's keep it going. Um, all right, Alvin, we're going to put you on the spot here. Two, right. qu- two questions. Okay. Wayne will come back. Before last September, I would have said absolutely yes. I'm leaning toward no now. Really? Yeah. I. I mm. Now, maybe he wants his rocking chair tour, and maybe he wants to do all that. But, man, he sounded a little... He sounded a little morose, kind of. Well, well, let me ask you this. After the epic meltdown in game one and collapse, I thought there ain't no way the Cardinals are losing game two. Did you think that, or did you think this series is over? I thought that the Cardinals would win on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And put it this way, if you had told me, even after Friday's epic collapse, that the Phillies would score two runs on Saturday night, I would have said, well, the well, the Cardinals will win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't score a run. And the fact that they got shut out and the fact that, you know, Pujols and, and Molina, for what they actually brought. Now, Pujols got hot and Pujols, all that's what's going on, and he, and he had some, 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 some really, really good numbers. They, I never felt like they were actually carrying the team. I, you know, Goldschmidt just was ice, ice cold. Arenado cooled off. Oof. You know, everybody wants to talk about managers' decisions and, uh, and hit. y'all didn't hit the ball. You didn't hit the ball. And if you have, if I think their batting average was barely at two hundred. No, granted, small sample size because it was only two games, but you didn't hit the baseball. And you and I sat here and talked about it before the series. You know, after everything that went down this year and all the the pool stuff and the band returning and blah blah blah. What happens if they get swept out of the first round? What what does this off season become? What's the storyline? How is this season remembered? Right. 
And you you could talk about all the grand times of the 700 home runs and all that, but like the Cardinal season is over. It ended on Saturday night. It was all like you worry you won your division, but you played in the wild card round. It was quick and painful too. Right. Oh, and by the way, you ran into a team that didn't give up, that made defensive plays, that was everything that you didn't face in your own division. Once again, that mm-hmm. you know these other teams had to play, regardless of what their record was at the end of the season, their division were, was hard. Yeah. And the Cardinals' division was not hard. The Cardinals had no excuse for not winning the division. None. <laughs> None. I, so, I mean, that's on the Cardinals. You know, like, you, if you wanted to be one of the final, you know, however many teams there were after the wild card – then obviously you had to win that little wild card run, but you also had to play better baseball than you had played probably for about five weeks, and they didn't. I can't believe they flamed out like that in those last two games. I can't either. <laughs> I mean, I'm still sitting here saying, are you serious? Right, and you got enough pitching game two to win the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. wasn't like you had to, you know, win it 10-8 to eight or we just didn't pitch in that game, and, you know, we blew it in the first game, and I, which they did. Which I couldn't believe that. Well, I can't believe that either. And that's one of those things that, like, I don't know what school of management individuals go to. And they follow their mentors and all that. But if my man suddenly can't throw the ball over the plate and we're still clinging to a lead, he's coming out. Yeah. I'm not keeping you in there until we're losing. Yeah. Just because your name is Helsey and I asked you to get five out saved. It was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. (laughs) So that is, I think, a little bit on the manager and the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. You turn the page now. A lot of people say the biggest need, and we're hearing Wilson Contreras is the catcher this offseason. It would be. But then, you know, uh, Correa opted out from the Twins. So shortstop, you know. Yeah. Yachty's money's coming off. Mm-hmm. You know, Pujols will $2 million or whatever. Uh, you know. He, 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 it would cost to sign him, but that puts another bat in there. Yeah. That was quick and painful, Alvin. Well, it's over. That's all what you say. <laughs> it's going to be a long yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Hey, your boys, 4-1, and one, man. They go to Philly. Yeah. I, you know, I wish we, I, I wish Dak was playing, but he's not. So I'm not going to worry about it. In fact, look, go there, play, do the best you can. That's all anybody can ask from you. Philly wins. They go to 6-0. and Dallas is 4-2. and Everybody's going to be saying it's over. All right, fine. Fine. It's 17-game season. Nobody – No, you're 6-2 and because you host the Lions and Bears after that. We should win those games, <laughs> yes. yes. And don't even get me started on the Bears. I'm well, done with the Bears. I'm done with the NFL. After uh, last night – Did you watch that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the biggest joke of an organization in professional sports. And as a Bears fan, man, it's just embarrassing. Damn, I'm looking at these tickets for this Cowboys Eagles game. It's 300 bucks to get in the door. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's that was that that was Chiefs uh, Cowboys last year. Wow. Anyways, Cowboys, you know, um, I like their squad. I think when Prescott or when Prescott gets back, you know, they will be six and two. It'll be back in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. And then they got a big one. If they do become six and two, they got a big one at, at Lambeau. Yeah. Then you go to Lambeau. And Minnesota. Minnesota's good, man. Minnesota's pretty good. But they, my thing is this. Like, hey, y'all, it's a long season. Yep. Please, please, everybody, don't lose track of the fact that it's a 17-game season. Mm-hmm. 
I, it, a lot is going to happen between now and the middle of December. Yep. So just everybody just calm down. Mm-hmm. Everybody forgets that Philadelphia and the Giants and um, the Eagles, the Giants. Redskins. The, Redskins. Uh, commanders, commanders. Whatever they are. They haven't played each other yet. Right. We played two conference games. I know who the commanders have played, and they uh, beat their ass last night. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, well, or just that. Can you imagine paying money to go see that game and sit in the stands? Now, you know the Bears, every seat filled <laughs> for that. Okay. All right. Oh, man, the alcohol must have been flowing in a big way Make last sure night. Runs. I mean, they had the game. Look, until Knucklehead tries to catch a punt inside, inside oh. his own 10-yard line. You and I would have caught that. I wouldn't have tried to catch it because <laughs> of the same thing we were talking about with Iowa. Like, wait a minute. If neither team can score. I'm not hurting myself. I'm not hurt. I'm not fumbling on the 8-yard yeah, line. Yeah, you avoid that ball like the plague. That's stupid. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man, where are you watching games this weekend? Oh, probably around the house. My uh, youngest daughter's in town uh, from Mizzou, so we're going to hang out a little bit tomorrow. So I'll probably be out and about. Cool. All right, man, how about you? Um, I'm going to be up here all weekend. Oh, all right. Working the baseball playoffs. Oh, all right. So I'll have the college football and the NFL on in the background on the big screens. All right. And you'll just be here by your lonesome, just checking it out now, right? Drinking coffee. I heard that. All right, my man. Thanks, Marty. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll try to keep this thing rolling. We'll keep it rolling. We are red hot right now. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.